How are you doing today, Heather? I'm good. How are you? I just wanted to tell you that your hair looks beautiful. Oh, well, thank you. It's very straight. Yeah, I had to do a lot on the flat iron. I think it's like a cheap one, like $20 from Walmart. Mm -hmm. So, I constantly have to straighten it and straighten it. Oh, it looks good. But I think I'm looking for perfection. Always, Christina. <laughs> You're a perfectionist. So, I keep looking like it's not good enough. It's like I see that little thing's like poking out up here, mm -hmm. and it's not good enough. I oh. want it totally straight with nut, no, no, these flyaways. When you walked up, I was like, <laughs> oh, look how long her hair is. <laughs> I noticed it, and it looks really good. Yeah, so I'm thinking about making now uh, some bath bombs. Oh, wow. I've been looking up online, and they said you can sell them online for mm -hmm. a little bit. So I might just sell them, try to get some extra cash. Oh, yeah. So it's not that bad. It's just like six ingredients. Mm -hmm. It's like household ingredients like cornstarch, mm -hmm. olive oil, food coloring to make it color. I would not get the food color. I would try to find organic. Organic food coloring. Where can you find it, that? At? Well, it'll probably be made from it'll probably be made from fruits and vegetables, uh huh, or plants. The dyes will be made from from you know organic ingredients. Because I'm telling you, you start putting the um, red dye number forty, blah blah blah. People are really sensitive to that. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'll make sure I do organic. Mm -hmm. You can use beets. You can use beets to make really reds and mm -hmm. purples. Um, tea. You know, you can make use tea bags to make different colors. I don't know. YouTube it, girl. You, so you're good at I don't know. Do you, How do you get the color? You drain? Yeah. You, you drain, drain the beets. Uh -huh. In what way yeah. would you Have drain? you ever cut up a beet? Mm -hmm. And it makes your fingers pink? Yeah. I'm just thinking, would be a good color thinking about how you would drain it to make it a, a liquid. So you cook it? Mm-hmm. And then you... Um, Drain it, and then you cool it, and that liquid would be your dye. Oh, okay. I never mm -hmm. thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. But they said, like, um, put olive oil in it or essential oils. Mm -hmm. Ooh, essential oils. But only put, like, two teaspoons. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the reason why they put want to do the food coloring, because it stands out to yeah. the eye. Oh, yeah. And people want to buy it. Yeah. Instead of it, if I didn't, you know, if you don't put any coloring, it would be, like, white. Yeah. And would yeah. stand out. Yeah, the beets would make a really good color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um. They're real pretty pink. But I was thinking, you probably could go on the organic side. Go to Sprouts, the Peachtree City. They might have uh, organic food coloring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll be up there. I'll look for you this I week. I haven't been there in so long. I'll look for you this week. I'll be up there. Yeah, I forgot about Sprouts. I mean, all uh, Sprouts and Peachtree City, mm -hmm. that's organic. It's all organic. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about, mm -hmm. you know, some stores you have to search for the organic section. Mm -hmm. It's not like that. But I wish they had one in Noonan. I know. <laughs> Our town is too small. Yes, it's too small. They're building everything, but at the same time, they're not building the right pl the right stores. That's because the, dem the demographic in Noonan is different from the demographic in Peachtree City. Mm -hmm. You have people who make a lot more money that live in Peachtree City, and they can um, afford to shop at Sprouts. Yeah, they got some. They got, yeah. the, they got the um, money. That restaurant, uh, Ginger. Oh, what is it called? 
ginger restaurant, something like that. An, an Asian restaurant? Mm-hmm. It's delicious. They just now reopen. Oh, because... But that's near Walmart. It's like right when you cross uh, the county line. Mm-hmm. You know how there's Dollar Tree over mm-hmm. here? It's right over here across. Oh. Yeah. Good. It's kind of in those, you know, those little shop, those little uh, restaurants all mm-hmm. together. It's that. That's open. They have a lot of different... Mm-hmm. restaurants unique mm-hmm. restaurant they have the greek restaurant yep athena's oh i can't wait to go there mm-hmm. it's really good mm-hmm. i love greek food mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so how's your classes been doing good it's busy you know keeping me busy um everybody wants more classes more classes and i look at them and i say well you want more classes but you only come to one of mine as it is mm-hmm. so Start coming to the ones that are already on the schedule. <laughs> we want more classes. And I'm thinking, really? I've only seen you once this week. <laughs> so what you're really saying is the classes aren't convenient. Oh, yeah. they want I want a do. class so I can come when the time is when I want it. That's what they should say. <laughs> That's not what they But say. isn't it funny? People don't really come out and say what they mean. No, they don't. You know, just like um, one of my friends kept saying... Oh, well, well, what are you doing this weekend? What are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, why don't you just come out and say you want me to come over? Oh. And she got kind of quiet. Well, I guess I do want you to come over. But I think people are, like, nervous they about. They don't want to be rejected. They don't want to be rejected. They don't want to come out and say how they really feel. So it's kind of like you got to uh, read behind the lines, I guess, mm-hmm. with people, which is easy for me to do, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. I can read people without mm-hmm. them really saying anything because their body language, their expression, especially if you get to know people, mm-hmm. you kind of figure them out the way they're going to act mm-hmm. usually. So, um, mm-hmm. you're good at that. Yeah, it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay. See, I think they're, they, before they know me, I don't think they realize that you're kind of checking them out. Yeah, I know what they're about, mm-hmm. but I don't say that because I want them to open up. I don't want them to be nervous, and I don't oh, want yeah. them to hold back. So uh-huh. I just I keep a lot of my mm-hmm. stuff to, to myself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, God has really been talking to me about the podcast, how I need to change the podcast into a Christian podcast. Right. Um, I think I've been worried too much about what people think. Oh and, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to have any, you know, no listeners anymore, but I have to go what I feel is in my heart, what Mm -hmm. God is calling me to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because if I don't go what God's calling me to do, then it's going to flop. It's going to flop because first of all, you can't keep a podcast going without being passionate about something. Mm And when I was doing the stories and, you know, I was passionate somewhat Mm -hmm. because I was telling people what I was going through. Mm -hmm. But it was limited. It right? was limiting me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my passion. And when I did the podcast, I wasn't. It wasn't flowing. Mm-hmm. It was kind of rigid in mm-hmm. some ways, and it was. You know, I was quiet a lot of times. Not a lot of times, but I had to work at it really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, we always have to work at it. Right. But when we have to work at it so hard, where it stresses you out, then it's not meant to be. Right. Right. So. um God was calling me at yeah. first, and I wasn't listening. Or I didn't. <laughs> you? I had, yeah. You? I had selected hearing. I didn't mm. want to listen because I want. I was nervous because I was letting my fear control me instead of looking 
at God and saying he can do it through can do me. Anything. Absolutely. I was letting my fear to deter me. And that's probably one of the reasons why in some ways I wasn't getting a lot of plays. Mm -hmm. Because I think maybe people knew I wasn't being authentic honest, and authentic, honest. Yeah. So that's why they didn't come back. Yeah. You know, and I think last night, if they did come back, it was every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Because they're probably trying to figure out, okay, is she going to change it up? Is she right. going to try, you know, show her true self? Right. So I think what it was, I was trying to maybe be a people pleaser to the world mm -hmm. instead of God. Yeah, I, I understand that. So, um, I think a lot of us do that. So I had, and God was like talking to me, and mm -hmm. I was, he was bringing things to my mind mm -hmm. that why we, why we, Start. I'm going to start the podcast because he started coming to my mind today telling him that's why me and you met. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're supposed to got together, talk about God, talk about life, encourage each mm -hmm. other through yeah. ups and downs. And we're supposed to did that for years mm -hmm. because we're supposed to, that, that was, we're supposed to get ready. Mm -hmm. That was Prepare. our classroom. Mm -hmm. We were in the coffee shop or right. In, in the in your house or outside, mm -hmm. that was our classroom mm -hmm. to get ready for to help down the road to help other people mm -hmm. to get closer to God. Or I see what you're saying. So the times that we've spent together just talking about things, every time we start on a subject, even if it's not around God, it, our conversation always comes right back to the Lord, mm -hmm. right to God. And uh, I see what you're saying. So that now we can just sit and start our conversations off normally, and then eventually we know whoop, it's going to come right back to God. Yeah, and it always goes deep. Yeah. I, when we come together, it's like a surface. Yeah, yeah. We kind of, hey, how are you Yeah, doing? we got to get all day? that stuff out of the way. And then, boom, boom, it goes deep, yeah. and it's like God plans it, plans when we're supposed to go deep into Him. Yeah. So it flows good. Yeah. So, I believe God had his time and his hand on that. Because he had to prepare us. Yeah. So, you know, it's because he like practice. Yeah, right? practice well, we coming together. <laughs> Our spirits mm -hmm. coming together. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. and then God's in, God's in the middle. Yeah. And we're coming together. And what's so interesting is... We have two different personalities, totally different personalities. Oh, yeah. So that shows how awesome God is. He can bring two totally different people. Mm-hmm. And come together and mm -hmm. encourage each other, help each other. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because for a long time I felt all alone. Yeah. I felt misunderstood. Yeah. I feel like people didn't understand me. Yeah. So when you find that one person that understands on, mm -hmm. sends you, you got to hang on to life. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you're in a storm, and, you know, you see a person on a boat, and you're, like, maybe in the um, water, mm -hmm. you know, swimming, swimming. You can't find nothing or nobody, and all of a sudden, a hand comes out and mm -hmm. says, I'm here. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel like how our friendship yeah, is. absolutely. Um, having a hand come out mm -hmm. and say, you're not alone. No. I'm, You know, I'm here. Mm -hmm. You know, and we've we've been we've been friends for uh, quite a while, yeah. six years. about six years. Mm -hmm. But when I started getting to know you, and our friendship had gotten deeper, mm -hmm. 
seem like I've been, I knew you for a long time. Yeah. Longer than yeah. that. Yeah, isn't that weird? I feel like I've known you my whole life. Yeah. Yeah? I think maybe, I don't know, I think God maybe put that in us. Yeah, that bond. Ahead of time. Yeah. But what it what had to happen was it had to grow. Mm-hmm. It's like putting a seed in the ground mm-hmm. and watering it and yep. watering and then it grew and it grew. Because, yep. you know, with God, when he works on his ha- our hearts, it's little by yeah. little by little. So, and then. And we, I think we both had to recognize that in each other. Right? Because you go, you go along in life and you meet people and you're f- quote unquote friends with them. But they come and go. Oh, yeah. Come and go. So it was like with you, it was like God was saying, are you going to hold on to this, this precious gift? Is it, you know, are you going to value it? Are you going to hold on to it? Are you going to cultivate it like you said, water it? Mm Mm-hmm. And I said, absolutely. So. So how far into the uh, friendship would you say that we got in a deeper, we, we went more deep with God? Gosh, I don't even... No, maybe the second year probably i know it was yeah, at maybe. least a year because because you when i first met you remember you weren't even you weren't in church yeah i remember that yeah and so you pulled you were the one that pulled me into church get in get in there <laughs> get in there so it had to been for us to wow it was about it had to been at least the second year because yeah. the first year we were so just getting, getting to know yeah. each other, yeah. and I think everybody goes to that when they first yeah, meet. Yeah. The first year we're just getting to know the surface, yeah. but then as a year and year and year goes by, you get deeper and yeah, deeper yeah. and deeper. And you trust each other more, mm-hmm. and you're willing to open up more. Um, and I think a lot of that. I think a lot of that too was you were watching how we were going to treat your kids too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because that's very important. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, if we didn't love your children, there's no way we could have, you and I could have had a relationship. Mm-hmm. You're right. It has a lot to do with it. So, that, that, in actuality, that, the relationships that I had with your children came first, really. Yeah, it did. Um, and then after you kind of watched and saw how I treated them and how my kids treated them, then you and I, you know, started hanging out, and that's when we started going to the coffee shop, and we went, started going to Zumba, and we just started doing all kinds of stuff. I think it was step by step. Yeah. And I noticed that anytime you become friends with somebody, mm-hmm. you don't ever want to rush it. Yeah. I mean, we talked and about that's that. that's the problem. I think that is the, the problem, that people just want... They want something so badly, they want to rush into something, and it just, it destroys it. Because this goes back to what you said, cultivating, growing something. I mean, the plants out here in my yard took four or five months to sprout. Oh, I know. Right? Yeah, long So, time. you can't yeah. meet somebody and immediately know that person and love them unconditionally and want to go in with them but people do it all the time and then it, that relationship stinks because then it never works out yeah because that one person you have expectations yeah you get let down you get let down i think a lot of people go through that they get let down and i think that ends a lot of friendships they get let down why why didn't they call me yeah. today they need to curse me every yeah. day and this is but only god can do that oh yeah 
God definitely can bring people in your life yes. to encourage you. Absolutely. But God is number one. Yeah. Absolutely. God doesn't want to be second, third, fourth, fifth. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he don't want that. But he does it in a physically a physical way through other people, right? You mm-hmm. know, when, when we hug each other, you know, when we look into each other's eyes and we really understand the pain, that's God. Mm-hmm. So... That just takes time. Yeah. So, how do you how do you think you balance how you balance that out with the interaction with God and like talking to people that God works through? How do you balance that out? You know what I mean? Where you don't just depend on them all the time. Um. Well, you have, you know, you have your own, so, like, I have a relationship with you, I have that relationship with, with Christ, mm-hmm. he's my best friend, he's the one that I turn to, he's the one that I'm talking to 24 hours a day, you know what I mean, like, walking through the store, or walking into the gym, or standing up in front of the class, I'm talking to him, saying, you know, just talk, he's my best friend, number one. And then all my other relationships trickle out from him. So that's how I balance it. You have to have him right there at the top. Because as soon as you put a human up there, forget it. Forget it. Let's just say, okay, you wake up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like God's calling out to you? Oh, yeah, I love, yes. The mornings. I, I came in here this morning, and um, you texted me early. But I'd already been in here um, for almost an hour just listening to worship music and just praying, talking, thinking, reading the word. Just, yeah. The mornings are the best. The best. Well, they do say, I mean, you can spend any time with God. Yeah, absolutely. But they said the mornings are better. It's weird. Because I think because you're waking up. You're fresh. And it's a new day. Yes. And you want to spend time with God before you walk out yeah. the door. It's, yeah. Because you don't know what's going to no. come at you. <laughs> you really yeah. don't. Yeah. You don't know somebody's going to come up to you and offend you. Yeah, you don't. You don't know. No. I think when you spend time with God in the morning, you, you're you ready for that. Yeah. So maybe when somebody comes up with to you offend you, mm-hmm. it's not going to hurt as bad. Are right. you going to forgive them quickly? Right, right, right. Because you spend time with God. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes not. <laughs> We struggle sometimes with that. Yeah. I just know that um, in the mornings, I have much, much better focus and clarity Mm -hmm. than like at night. Oh, Lord, forget it. I'm so exhausted and hungry and the kid. uh, Yeah. I'm just, I try to read my Bible at night and it's like, open it. Night, night. But in the mornings, it's just. And that's not every morning, Christina. Don't get me wrong. I'm not up like the crack of dawn every morning doing that. But when I do it in the mornings, that's when I see a huge difference. Different outlook. Yeah. To the day. Mm -hmm. Different perspective. To the humans that I live with. (laughs) You have more grace. More grace. You let things go faster. Great. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I'm always checking myself, right? 
you know, I don't know. It's just, I like it in the morning. Is, is there a, a favorite book in the Bible you go to? No, or does, I have that app. Um, I think it's called The Bible. And every morning they'll have a verse of the day. Um, so I'll, I'll read that. Um, and then they'll have like a whole list of new devotions that they've put out. So I'll scroll through those. I might read a page from this devotion, a page from that devotion. No. I, just whatever comes my way. Do you feel like sometimes when you go through the Bible, go through your app, you ever feel like God, um, like a like a verse c- comes out, like is highlighted more than all the other verses, and you're just like, oh, that's what God's trying to tell me. No, I don't. No, that might happen every once in a while, but no, I can. I think when I read the word, I, I glean or I try to take away something. Like sometimes I'll read it and I'm like, mm, okay, whatever. But I have to remember that's God's word and eventually it's going to, it's going to impact me. It has mm-hmm. to. Um, but no, I, no, not really. Do you? I think what happened with me, um, I was struggling one morning and I think I taught you about this before really hard. And Job, Book of Job, came oh, in my Lord. mind, and I didn't read. I didn't read all Don't of read it, but I know, <laughs> I know the overview of it, and yeah. that's a hard it book is. to take oh, in. Oh my gosh! Because um, suffering. I suffering, have mis. I misunderstood it. I sometimes I'll admit it. I sometimes reason it in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, God took me to Job. So, I can say that's happened to me. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's and good. so, it 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 was hard, mm-hmm. but I under, it made me understand a little bit more. Right. right. Um, and I think when we read Job, we always look at Job's suffering, but we have to remember, one, God, God was still faithful to him throughout it all, mm-hmm. always. Number two... He loved God with all his heart, soul, and mind. He never questioned. We have to remember that because we're over here. Why? Woo! Crying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Complaining. He didn't do that. That's right. You know, that's what we need to focus on. Not so much his suffering, even though it was horrid. Um, but just the fact that he he bore it. He went through it beautifully. That's right. That's right. You know, I started thinking, um, you know, I always thought it was interesting, and I don't know why, but why I just had three boys. Mm. I always thought it was interesting. And I think that's kind of unique because I don't know a lot of people that have just three boys. Mm-hmm. I know quite a few people that have a boy and a girl mm-hmm. or, you know, some boys. and You know, mm-hmm. but I think God did that on purpose for me. And it too, and I think God had to reveal this to me because mm-hmm. I think I struggled with it so long. I just didn't understand it. Well, He did it to make me stronger and persevere, mm-hmm. so I could be strong for other things that mm-hmm. will come my way. Because when you have three boys that can be rowdy, rambunctious. <laughs> They're not quiet, and you know I was raised an all-girl family, mm-hmm. so that was I love my boys. I'm just oh, saying yeah. that was an adjustment. Mm-hmm. 
and for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it was. He wanted me to be stronger mm-hmm. and persevere and be able to handle things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a lot. So maybe he knew down the road I'd be able. I would have to be. Ha- I would have mm-hmm. to deal with things. Mm-hmm. And so he had to built me. He had to make me stronger, spiritually stronger. Because I think before I had my boys, I wasn't spiritually strong at right. all. Right, and I, that, and I think a lot of that has to do too with you knew you knew God, right? You knew of Jesus, and I know you've told me before that you you called out to Him several times as a teenager. But you weren't in church. Um, your parents didn't go to church. So your relationship with God, even though it was real, just like how we're cultivating our friendship by talking to each other and spending time together, your relationship back then wasn't like that, right? I think with God... He did. He drew. He was drawing you. He called me he out, called you, yes. but I didn't want to obey. Oh, I wanted to be stay in my sin. Oh, I didn't want to obey. I, I think this sounds really weird, and I cannot explain what I'm saying. But it, I don't know if it was the right timing, and I know that doesn't make sense because I feel like we're taught I, I, we need to sense. obey right away. No. When God, he was pricking your heart. Yeah, he right? made. Yeah, you're right. That's perfect. He was pricking my heart. He was like, Christina. You know, and I think, like, I think I told you this before. God sees us. From beginning to end, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And see, I forget that. Yeah, because I think, I oh, he just sees me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But he sees what we are down the road. Yes, he does. 20 to 30 down, 30 years Absolutely. down the road. And... So he kept calling out, calling yeah. out. And he'd call out in different ways. Yeah. So he already revealed himself to me. Yeah. But didn't we didn't get in a deeper yeah, relationship yeah. till years later. Yeah. Probably, I mean, I remember going to church in my early 20s yeah. and still not going getting deep. Mm-hmm. Just hearing the sitting there, yeah. hearing the sermon, and just leaving. Mm-hmm. So maybe it didn't really spark till, I mean, really deep. Till so my 30s. mid-30s. Yeah. That it really gripped me so yeah. hard. And it was like you said, the timing. It was time. Mm-hmm. It's time. So it's like when you go deep with God, you have a craving. Yeah, but this is what this is what's going to happen in 10 years from now when we're sitting here talking. <laughs> we're going to think where we are today wasn't deep. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. We're going to look back and say, God, we were so immature back then in Christ. Look how far, much farther we've come. So it's like it never, it's never deep enough. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he, he's immense. So that's what I can't wait for 10 years from now when we're sitting here talking. And, and, and our, our conversations are going to be totally different. Mm-hmm. So. But when I hear you talk and you say, I want, I talk to God all the time. That's a huge grip. That's like, he's really laid himself into your spirit. Why I say that, I mean, it's like that. Right. They might talk to God maybe once a, once a day, and it might just be right before they go to bed, which I'm not saying nothing bad about it. I'm just right. saying how we all have different paths. Yeah. We're all unique. Yeah. And so that. He has, like, gripped you 
And he's like, I feel like if I if I don't if I don't talk to him as much as I do, I would be a horrible person. Um, you know, because I I still have that humanness, and I have to constantly ask him to <laughs> help me help me do things with people, help me be in front of people. You know, because I look at I look at the people in my classes and I want to see their weaknesses, right? Because that's the human part. But then I have to ask God to help me see their strengths, and and then I have to ask for to be compassionate. That's why I talk to him because I'd be a really mean person if I... <laughs> I'm serious. So, yeah, that's why. I'm constantly saying, help me, help me do this, help me do that. Yeah. But hasn't, I believe, that dependence you have on him has opened the doors. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, your story amazes me, and it will always amaze me. <laughs> That'll have to be for another podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So, friends, I hope you enjoyed it. But uh, if you come back, you will hear about Heather's story, <laughs> how God opened the doors for her. So, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs>